they say the older ones fast until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there so um, very interesting story but I also need to finish verse 10 says um, Jesus straightened up and asked a woman where are they has no one condemned you no one saw she said then neither do I condemn you Jesus declared go now and live your life go now and live live your life of sin okay as in live as in kuwache live your life of sin so it is a very familiar passage uh, good people um so a woman is caught um, uh, the king james says in the very act huh? and the bible says that um the pharisees and the religious um, leaders of jesus day they brought her to him uh, obviously uh, wanting to catch him obviously they knew they they knew he always had a different approach to issue and they wanted to see if he's going to uh, come into what you may call conflict with the laws of moses but jesus obviously being um, the wise man that he was um, knew how to go around that issue so i want i want to talk about um, confronting the spirit of shame because um, what we are not told in this um, portion of scripture um, is um, for one we know that jesus forgave her okay and we know that the people who are accusing her did not punish her but um we also know that uh, something like this that happens in such a public way um, does not end with that particular moment only okay so i will be talking about confronting the spirit of shame and i call it a spirit because satan uses it to bring very many uh, has used it let me rephrase it satan has used shame to bring down even giants okay and and, and so i think i think it's a very important um, it's a very important um, um, sharing that we have today so how quickly i put in my notes a morning romance turns into a street demonstration that what was happening in secret now has become a public exhibition a public show what was being said in whispers now was being shouted at the rooftops what was being done behind closed doors now was public knowledge and shame has this aspect uh, let me read you a couple of definitions which i checked out for you uh, on what shame is uh, one definition goes that shame is a feeling of humiliation excited by consciousness of guilt or shortcomings or being ridiculous or having offended propriety propriety is um, what you may call them um, the correct social order or norms okay you have offended propriety so a feeling of humiliation excited by consciousness of guilt or shortcomings 
or being ridiculous or having offended propriety or modesty, you offended propriety, uh, propriety or modesty or decency. Uh, before I even continue with the rest of the definition, let me just say this. What we read in scripture, and this is why I have chosen to talk about this. What we read about this woman may not, as it were, happen to you in the exact manner. Maybe you will not be caught in, quote-unquote, the very act, okay? But you will, and I need to say this very categorically, and please listen very, very closely. You will, at one point, and more often, many points, you will be found wanting in this regard. You will be found in this kind of a situation where shame is imminent. Not necessarily in the manner in which this woman um, was was caught, okay? But in terms of the principle, the, the public humiliation, the, the, the consciousness of guilt, uh, shortcomings, uh, um, uh, um, having offended what is expected by everybody, and feeling like if you have been put out in the open to dry. I can tell you this with absolute certainty. Every one of us, you will find yourself in this situation. And so this message is important. So I don't want to imagine that our oh, pastor is talking about a woman caught in adultery. I don't think I don't think that is my kind of thing. While I have a problem with the attitude of never say never, um, I hope to God that no one will be caught in this situation. But I've also lived long enough to know that um, in this life, friends, you never say, I can never. In actual fact, every day, every day you find yourself overcome sin, you should be grateful to God who gives us the grace because according to scripture, he gives us the grace to overcome sin. Nobody is a graduate, nobody graduates from anything. Every day we struggle and every day we fight and every day we keep our guard up against every, even the one, and let me put it this way, you think that it can never come your way. So I, I have a problem with that attitude of um, that is so and so's issue. Um, in any case, and I'll go uh, one better here. What is easy for one, and this is why we need to be very empathetic, very empathetic. Uh, what is very easy for someone, it's a mountain for another. So sometimes even when we uh, look at a situation like this, we say, oh, caught in adultery, oh, you know, and all that and all that. It could be very easy for you and you should be grateful to God for it. And, and, and I mean it. I really mean it. You should be grateful to God for it. You never know what the hold of sin is until you find yourself in a vicious cycle of a habit. You never know the power of sin until it is now habitual. Habitual. Not like a drunkard who cannot function until he, you know, he, he imbibes. It becomes habitual. And you know those problems, how far they can go. You've seen people struggle with drug addiction. And you know, and you know, and you know, it can be. so. Let me make it very easy. The fact that it is easy for you, be very empathetic when you are handling a situation, maybe a friend or a person 
who is going through a situation you know that you find maybe to be quote unquote a walkover for you number two let me say this way uh, the fact that you are strong in one area does not mean that you are strong in every area we all don't seem alike but we all alike seem did that make sense let me come again we all don't seem alike in a, that is in the same way okay so it may not be adultery like this woman okay but i want you to be very sympathetic i, I really want you to cast some sympathy especially on people who find, who find themselves in these situations because the fact that you are strong in one area does not mean that you are strong in all areas and what is a quote-unquote walkover for you could be a mountain for another like i said earlier and vice versa uh, number three that you are strong here these guys that you are strong in an area today today does not mean you will remain strong in that area tomorrow next year or a month in other words there are people who find themselves in situations which if you had talked to them a month ago they will tell you i am not capable of that so i really want you to have a more global outlook to this issue because sometimes i think and i put, and I, and I put in my notes here i think i think the church we have reduced ourselves to um i call it in my notes here we have become god's executioners you know and in my notes i've actually put it in capital which uh, just to show how i mean i i i totally you know um, uh, uh, dislike this attitude we, we we feel like it is us who should go around you know executing those who are caught on the wrong side of god i mean we are the ones who are going to um um what's the word um implement eh? and and by implementing i mean uh, we are going to punish anybody who is not um, living up to the expectations of you know of god so let's let's remove ourselves from this attitude of god's appointed let me let, let me put it this way we, we, you know self-appointed because it's not god appointed self-appointed executioners of god self-appointed prefects you know those of you i mean i'm sure you went through uh, the same kind of education you know we all did you know and you know we had these prefects who went about making sure that everybody lined up in the church we have to go very carefully in the body of christ go very carefully uh, you know the other day in a uh, i think it was someone i was talking about people who have become owners of the maturity franchise you know so they go around making sure that um, it is enforced this is this these are god's enforcers these are god's enforcers okay you know they are enforcers of um, god's um uh, decree so they are present day um, you know the sons of thunder in the bible and Stacy has to do something about something which is happening um in the bible we have um, you need to switch off the light Stacy. outside switch off the light just a moment guys switch off the light there switch off that light outside outside yeah yeah okay switch off the light just okay um 
So we have this self-appointed, um, you know, people who are going out, meeting out God's judgment um, on those we feel um, are not um, doing things um, in the correct, in the correct, in the correct in the correct way. Okay, so do you remember the sons of thunder, James and John? James and John are the are the people who, the, the disciples of Jesus, you know, they came one day and they found um, somebody, uh, the Bible says, um, uh, 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 they told Jesus, we have found someone casting out demons and we stopped them because he does not belong to our group. <laughs> Think about it, okay? So we came around and found this person casting out demons and we realized this person doesn't belong to our group, okay? And so we took it upon ourselves to, to, to stop them, okay? So back to what I was saying earlier because I think uh, the point has been made. So shame is a feeling of humiliation excited by a consciousness of guilt or shortcoming. Uh, there's also another definition here which I wanted to hear. A painful feeling caused by wrong dishonorable, improper, or ridiculous behavior or treatment. Think about it. A painful feeling caused by wrong, dishonorable, improper, or ridiculous behavior or treatment. And uh, as most of you may know, emotional pain runs even deeper than even physical pain. So this is a painful feeling caused by wrong, dishonorable, improper, or ridiculous behavior or you know, uh, treatment, you know, uh, that has been meted on a, a person. So, back to this um, lady in John chapter 8, or should we call her? Okay, we call her lady because that's what she is. John chapter 8, um, John chapter 8, um, back to this lady who is caught in this situation. So, the, the, the Bible says, and you know the story very clearly, you know the story. The, the, the Bible says that Jesus looks at these people and he says, whoever has not committed um, a sin, let him let them be the first one to um, cast um, the, the first stone. And of course, one after the other they left. Obviously because this kind of zeal, I normally call it borrowed, borrowed zeal, borrowed Zeal. So the scripture which uh, uh, I was looking for, uh, um, uh, sons of um, sons of thunder, sons of you know Zebedee, who they found somebody casting out a demon and they stopped him. It's in Mark chapter nine, I believe, verse thirty-eight. I will confirm it for you um, later. So, what does how does shame progress? Shame is a product of a punctured ego honor or dignity or personality okay it is a major cause of regret it's a major cause of regret um, it leads eventually uh, it will lead to self-pity and then self-condemnation we condemn ourselves you know why do i do this why am i so terrible how, how come i can't do something right and the list goes on and of course eventually it will lead to self-destruction Okay, uh, another definition which I'd like to read for you, um, it's a feeling of guilt, sorrow, okay, yeah, s s similar one. Um, it leads to feelings of frustration and despair, feelings of this frustration and despair, okay. It also creates isolatist behavior. Uh, people, people withdraw because they don't want, uh, you know, they, they want to stay alone. Um, they have offended in public, so they it creates People withdraw, become loners. Huh? They don't want to be hurt again. 
Huh? They don't want to be hurt again. Um, you know, and, and 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 all these, you know, ends up going to some very dangerous, like I say, self pity, self condemnation, and eventual and eventually self destruction. I say that again: self pity, self condemnation, eventually uh, self pity, self condemnation, eventually self destruction. Very 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 important. Um, how do we get to this place called shame? Number one, and, and, and I need to say this to all of us, it's very important, unrealistic expectations on ourselves. Be very flexible with your own personal expectations. Unrealistic expectations on yourself. You, somebody becomes or has unrealistic expectations when it comes to what they can do what they can achieve. And I gave you one uh, earlier and I told you people will say things like, um, I cannot do this. I uh, I cannot fall in this kind of a situation. Uh, this is beyond me. Uh, human beings, and that includes you, human beings, all human beings are liable to error. All human beings are liable to error. You must always, guys, please listen to this. You must always leave a margin of error or limitation for your own lives and in your own lives okay leave a margin of error personal limitations well push yourself as hard as you you, you 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 can push yourself as hard as you can but don't fight yourself too hard if and when you find yourself that you did not attain that which you are going after. In other words, let me put this way. God is asking for your best. God is not asking for perfection. God is asking for your best. And, and, and that you should be contented with. If you can be able to go down deep within yourself and identify that you gave it your personal best, then learn to live with it. In any case, tomorrow is another day. Tomorrow is another day. And and, and and you can always improve. Um, do not make permanent decisions, guys, based on a temporal situation. Yes, people have faltered and failed in an area and have corrected the same things, um, you know, later and have become better and have grown to become, you know, giants in the same area where they had tremendous weaknesses, tremendous weaknesses, okay? So that attitude which I was talking about earlier of, um, you know, starting out by saying, I cannot, uh, I cannot, uh, I ca you know, go easy. In fact, if, you are, if, if there's any person you need to reference, is one man by the name of Simon Peter in the Bible, okay? You know, Peter is a guy who, Simon Peter is a guy who one time tells Jesus, all this may leave you, okay? But I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to leave you. And Jesus told him, Simon Peter, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat, but I've prayed for you that your faith will not fail. Okay, your faith will be tested. Your faith will be sifted. But um, I've prayed that it does not fail, that you still are able to get back again. And you know what happened to Simon Peter? Guys, you know what happened to Simon Peter? I mean, before that night was over, the man had denied three times that he knows Christ. And it's the same man who was uh, clenching his fist and grinding his teeth and 
you know, strong as they come. And he was saying, look, uh, all this may live, but I'm not going to live. So the point I'm trying to put here is that um, let's go very, very easy. There's a very good scripture. I have it here in my notes. Um, it's found um, in Galatians chapter 6, um, verse 1. It's very good scripture. It says, if a man be overcome by any trespass, you who are spiritual, huh? you who are spiritual, restore such a one, restore, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourself lest you be tempted. Okay? Considering yourself lest you be tempted. And if you are this person who has been caught in this situation there's a wonderful scripture found in micah chapter 7 verse 8 i want to read it for you it says rejoice not against me O my enemy hear this when i fall i will arise when i sit in darkness the lord shall be a light unto me in other words it's not over okay it's not over the fact that you are in one situation today does not mean that that is a permanent feature for the rest of your life so please don't make a permanent decision based on temporal situations and i tell you there are examples from here to australia so many examples of people who if you are told if you are told that they would be what they are today based on how their past was. They have essentially contradicted their past with their present. Okay? They have, con they have contradicted their past with the present or their today because they never gave up. So, um, on an issue. So, unrealistic expectations on yourself. So, be very flexible when it comes to um, your own personal standards. Go for the stars, somebody said one time. Go for the stars, you might catch the moon. You understand? Reach out for the stars, reach out for the best, but um, be content if at all you're not able to get there. Somebody said one time something that really caught my attention many years ago. It says, I may not be where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. Okay? I may not be where I want to be, but thank God, I'm not where I used to be. Let us learn to celebrate small victories as long as we are moving towards the objective and the goal, okay? Rather than beat ourselves down so much when we find ourselves every now and again when we fall in um, situations which, um, uh, like we read earlier, are humiliating and we find ourselves in uh, situations of shortcomings and uh, we become a public display. And I told you, it will happen. It will happen. It will happen. It is not my prayer that it happens. Please hear me again. But I know it will happen. Okay? Sometimes it is in parenting. Sometimes it is in your own area of work or business. Sometimes it's, your, it's, the, it's in an area of morality or ethical or whatever it is. But almost always you will fall short. You will fall short. And you will feel like if you have been you know, put out there. I put in my notes here that um, only a perfect perfect God can offer perfect love. First John 4.18. And in this point, I want to say this, unrealistic expectation on others. Okay? Number two, you know, how we get ourselves into these situations. Unrealistic expectations on others. Only a perfect God can offer perfect love. First John 4.18 talks about God's perfect love. 
Only a perfect God can give perfect peace. Isaiah 26 verse 3. Perfect peace have they. Okay. Have, has he whose mind is stayed on me. Isaiah 26 verse 3. Uh, only a perfect God has a perfect law. Psalms 19 verse 7. Only a perfect God can offer a perfect work. Chapter 32 of the book of Deuteronomy verse 4. You know, only a perfect God has a perfect way. And I can go on. All these scriptures talk about God's perfect way, God's perfect work. And that is what I want us to lean on. Okay? That let us start with having realistic expectations on ourselves one number two having realistic expectations on people not to mean that people are bad essentially but people are limited and they may fail to meet their end of the bargain they may fail to do that which they have um, said they are going um, to do i like a scripture found in the book of luke chapter 24 uh, verse 5 luke 24 verse 5 jesus was telling uh, this uh, lady uh, after he died and he resurrected uh, he says stop looking for the living among the dead and if there's one word i would like to leave all of us with today is this tonight this is stop looking for the living among the dead stop looking for perfection in imperfect people Stop looking for strength in people who, in human beings who can be fickle, who may mean well but will be limited, and the list goes on. Only a perfect God can be able to do these things. So again, I really want us to, 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 to remind ourselves that um, these things do happen, but it will also be needful for us to remind ourselves of what 1 Corinthians 10 talks about. Uh, it says, um, no trial that has come upon you, but such as is common to man. Okay? Common to man. Commonize it. Church, guys, commonize it. Commonize it. Whatever it is, whatever it is, start by commonizing it. Telling yourself, look, it may look like if it's the end of the world, but um, people have been through this and people have come out of this. There's a wonderful scripture. I hope I can be able to get it. Um, yes, I will get it for you. It's a very good scripture found in Philippians chapter 2. Now, this one, you need to put it somewhere very safe. Preferably, if you can just keep it as your screen uh, saver for a couple of days, I think it will do you a lot of good. I I put this scripture different versions. Let me give you with the King James. King James says, Philippians 2 verse 13, please listen to this. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now, Beautiful, 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 beautiful. But I want you to listen to different other translations. Oh, New American Standard Bible. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now, the contemporary English version, here these guys, says, God is working in you. That is before we become proud because we are doing well on one area and others are not doing too well. God is working in you to make you willing and able to obey him. Did you hear that? 
God is working in you. So if you are successful in a particular area, I want to remind you who is working in you. It is God working in you to make you willing, even the willingness and helping you to obey him. And, 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 and I have it in different other versions. NIV says, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Okay? Another version says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. That is NIV, New Living Translation. For God is working in you. And if you forget anything else that I've said tonight, please don't forget this. Before we go about perfecting everybody, before we go about, you know, executing anybody who is not um, parenting correctly, living correctly, has this little problem here, does this and the other, and we go out meeting judgment on people. Church, this is important. I need to remind you who is working in you. It is God working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Okay? So before we become the sons of thunder who found somebody casting out demons and they stopped him because they don't belong to our elite group, we we who own the, the maturity franchise, who, you know, we the elite, we the spiritual elite, please let me remind you that it is God who... It is God who works in you. And remind you what Peter went through. That Peter was convinced that everybody else will leave Jesus. But him, he cannot. He cannot. But he just realized it takes God even to desire to obey and obey him as it were. So I want us to be humble, church. And I really, really mean it. Okay? I really, really mean it because I think we are, we are, we are not doing, we, we are doing rather what these guys were doing in John chapter eight with borrowed zeal. Allow me to say something here, and I, I, I pick this on top of my head because it is, it is, it is my experience. My experience has shown, and you know, experience is one of those things which you cannot transfer. You know, you can be wise with somebody's wisdom, but you can't be experienced with somebody's experience. Experience has shown that many people who are very hard-hitting on other people's weaknesses almost always are fighting an area of inward struggle that they see in others. The very thing that they dislike in themselves is the very thing that they see that they fight in others very, very heavily. Uh, how can I put this? And I hope I've got this in my notes, in my, I can get these scriptures for you. Um, there's a story told in the Bible about, okay, I think I got it. Now listen to this, listen, listen to this, listen to this. And I had the scripture, okay, Rispa will get, will get, um, this is a story of, of, um, you'll get me the chapter on the, the book, chapter on the verse. This is a story of um, a man who was forgiven a debt, okay? So I screenshot it, but I did not, um, I did not, um, I screenshot it, but I did not get the chapter, uh, even, even the book, yeah? So I'm using the MSG, the message translation, 
the message translation just 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 give me a moment just give me a moment I think I'll get it. okay 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 just a moment it's it's Matthew 18 Matthew 18 respite will help you get around I'll confirm those of us who are following Matthew 18 I'm using the message translation and I'm reading verse 23 the kingdom of God here these guys is like a king who decided to square account to his servants as he got underway one servant was brought before him who had run up a debt hear these guys a debt of a hundred thousand dollars this is the MSG translation it uh, translates the monies into today's currency a debt of a hundred thousand dollars he couldn't pay up so the king ordered the man along with his wife children and goods to be auctioned off at the slave market the poor wretch threw himself at the king's feet and begged give me a chance and i will pay it all back touched by his plea the king let him off erasing the debt okay erasing the debt now let me read on So the Bible says, so, so the poor wretch threw himself down and begged. I need to start from down there. So the, the, the man now walks out of the place. Okay, verse 28. Yes, it is. The servant was no sooner out of the room. Hear this. Remember, he's been forgiven $100,000. The servant was no sooner out of the room when he came upon one of his fellow servants who owed him all of these ten dollars ten dollars a hundred thousand dollars paid so he met somebody after he had been forgiven who owed him ten dollars he seized him by the throat that is called uh, uh, that is that is that, that, that is choking somebody to death he he seized him by the throat and demanded pay up now the poor wretch threw himself down and begged, give me a chance and I will pay it all back but he wouldn't do it no 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 a hundred thousand dollars vis-a-vis ten dollars and sometimes i get this feeling and i could be wrong but i get this feeling but the people who sometimes are the hardest hitters of all those believers who are not doing this you know i mean i'm sure and, and i start to be corrected that if you dug a little you might be so surprised you might be so surprised at what God has forgiven them for. You might be so surprised. Moving on quickly because I want us to finish. Um, I'll give you three things. I have four, five, six. I'll give you three on how we can get out of this on things which we can be able to do. The first one, and I put here very clearly, is that certain aspects of shame are self-inflicted. Okay. If you read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, the King James uses the word study, which is an old English word, study to show yourself approved, uh, um, a workman that does not need to be ashamed. If you read the NIV, which I like the best on this one, 2 Timothy 2.15, it says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman that does not need to be ashamed. So there are certain aspects of shame that can be brought about by not exerting ourselves enough okay sometimes we are lazy sometimes we don't prepare enough 
okay? We have opportunity to present and we do not prepare. We have opportunity to do something and we do not put our best foot forward. And in the process of all that, we find ourselves being shamed. So I would like us to ask ourselves, are there areas in our lives where shame has come visiting us because of either idleness or because we did not put our best foot forward and we didn't do what we were supposed to do humanly? That to me is very, very important because there are aspects of shame. It can be poverty, it can be whatever it is. Eh? Um, uh, uh, um, um, it, whatever area it is, could it be that there are things that you have neglected to do? Okay. Uh, number two, and I'm taking this from Galatians uh, chapter two, verse two, that talks about um, we need to die to ourselves. Um, we need to develop a thick skin. That's what the Englishmen call it. I, I, I pray God that all of us will develop a very thick very thick eh, forehead, very that we have to, we die to ourselves. There is a quote that, uh, or statement that it normally goes, you can't kill a dead man. I mean, he's already dead. If, 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 we, if we die, if we die to ourselves, what we're saying is um, we, we tell ourselves, look, you cannot embarrass me to the point of making me to beat myself down. Okay? Because I have lost that sense of embarrassment. I have accepted that I can falter and I can fail, okay? And as long as it is not in an area where I have failed to exert myself and to do what I need to do, I refuse to allow myself to go down with a kind of um, shaming and people are normally shamed for so many things. People are shamed for their bodies. Think about it. Sadly as it is, people people are shamed for their for their for their uh, tribal extraction. Shamed. People are shamed for their height. People are shamed for the color of their skin, like what's happening in the U.S. I mean, pe pe people are shamed for a manner of things. People are shamed for gender just because you're a woman, or or just because you 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 you, you talk funny, you talk different. You know, shame can cut across every area. And sometimes it's something that you can absolutely do nothing about. What can you do about your height? Okay? I mean, what, what can you do about your tribal extraction or your or your black skin for that matter, for your, your race? You know, people are shamed for all sorts of things. Okay? There are others who have taken it upon themselves to, to come up with these uh, standards of beauty. And they shame others who don't fit in those standards that they call beauty. I mean, really? We all like different things. We all like different things. And, and we should all be allowed to uh, 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 um, just enjoy life as we. And I've seen it over the time. And I can say this with absolute certainty. That it is very base. It is very simplistic. It is so reductionist in terms of approach of issues. It is it is the most base level a human being that I shame you because I think you do not belong to this elitist or you don't belong to this clique or group. You know, all those things. And if you find yourself going through that, please, 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 please develop a very tough forehead. Develop a very thick skin. Tell yourself, I refuse to let that thing mess me up. Yeah, business failed. Yeah, it failed. Okay? It, you, you, you can't defend yourself for being human. You, you, you cannot excuse yourself or apologize for being human. 
for having shortcomings. David was a man who God loved and a man after God's own heart who had parental issues. All sorts of things went wrong. Noah was a man who was, the Bible calls him just and upright. Noah struggled with alcoholism. I am not sitting here to encourage weakness. I am simply saying, look, sometimes the best thing you can do in one area of weakness is to continue enhancing all the other areas of strength, but not to stop doing the right thing because one area is nagging you. I, I, I don't know if you follow what I'm trying to say. You know, you, 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 you shouldn't stop. The guy still built the ark. Even with the nagging issues, and we know the Noahs of this world, you know, you know, uh, sorry, the, the Jonahs of this world had issues. Jonah had, you know, maybe what you may call race issues. You know, those people, they are not like us. You, 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 you follow? You know, but, but, but I'm still glad that he still, even after struggling, still went and preached to those people he didn't like. Follow the Abrahams of this world. We know from Scripture had had fear issues. You know he went to Egypt and called his wife his sister lest they kill him. And and by doing that, it it it, it had put his wife in you know harm's way. Whoever you touch, friends, whoever you touch, whoever you touch, you will find something. But the thing is, is you can't stop and clean house fast before you move on. No, you. You, you, you move on and keep cleaning the house as you're moving on. Jesus didn't wait for us to clean the house before he came into our lives. How can I put this? For Jesus to come into our lives, he didn't wait until we clean house. He came into our lives and we clean house together with him every day. He didn't wait for us to clean house, then he comes in. No, he came in and every day we clean house with him as we are moving on. And I said, and I, and I just told you, literally everybody, the Samsons of this world, the Solomons of this world, people who had tremendous wisdom and the same wisdom which they advised many people with, they became the same victims of that wisdom. Solomon talked about the prostitute and what she will do and how she will lay, will lay somebody and how she will tempt da, 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 and the list goes on and Solomon became victim number one of the same thing. So the point I'm putting is that um, you cannot stop and you cannot allow yourself you, or you cannot beat yourself down because one area of your life, you know, is seemingly either real or imagined, you know, Either it is real or it is imagined faltering because sometimes it's just imagined people come and they thrust their standards on you. People come and thrust standards on you and they say, this is what a man of God should look like. You know, this this is what a man of God should behave. You, you, you get, and, and we are all very different. Finally, and I've taken a bit of time now, uh, let, let me do just this third one and then I'm done. Wait on the Lord. And I have a scripture here. Psalm 25 verse 3 says, They that wait upon thee shall not be ashamed. They that wait upon thee shall not be ashamed. Psalms 34 verse 5, They looked unto him and they were lightened and their faces were not shamed. Put it very simply, hope in God. Hope in God. God has a way of turning tables. I mean, just before we came on air, we were talking with, um, you know, just, just, and some of you have heard me talking with uh, Charlo. And um, I went to visit Charlo, I can't remember when it was, but it's a couple of months now, maybe five months, four months, I'm not so sure. 
and I know the condition Charlie was in, and he's listening, he's actually listening to me, was dire. It was, I think at one time he was to, he was prescribed medicine that was costing, I think, a million shillings, you know, and, and, and things were looking very bleak, you know. I would have actually passed Charlo, who is listening to me. I went to see him at a Coptic hospital with, you know, with my wife here. And I think if I hadn't been told the bed number and the, the room and all that, I would have passed Charlo. He He's not the man I know. He was emaciated and he looked really, really bad. And so he just came from telling me before some of you came uh, and joined us, how the other day he went to see the doctor and the doctors, to use his own words verbatim, were shocked that he is walking, he is back. It's called God. Friends, there is a God in heaven. And if you don't believe, I mean, I, I don't know. Somebody once said, you don't believe in a miracle until you really need one. You don't believe in miracles until you really need one. I have been in situations where I needed God. And I can tell you, you know that statement that he said that there are no atheists when the plane is coming down um, with engine failure? When you really need one, you believe in miracles. And I tell you, the most amazing thing about miracles is that they happen. The most amazing thing about miracles is that they happen. And that's what I'm telling you, wait on the Lord, okay? Just wait on the Lord. There are families that have come from the absolute, you know, gutters of poverty, the very gutters of poverty. And today, their story, it's amazing. There are people who have left situations which everybody gave up on them. And I'm, and I'm saying this because I know you could maybe not be there today, but you might need at one time or another to look up because that is the only place left to look. And I really want you to remember that, that it is important that you don't forget that there is a God in heaven and he turns tables. So I need to finish because I think um, we have been able to delve into what essentially I had planned for us to talk about. Um, think through what you have said. I did mention from the from the from the from the from the get-go um, that um, we may not fall in the situation of this woman of John chapter eight, but I can tell you, we will fall in situations where shame is going to um, be uh, present or come, you know, knocking. And uh, I've also said that uh, let's go very easy. Let's go extremely easy. Especially we in PSFC go very easy. When you hear somebody is having a problem, you know, smoking, somebody has a problem drinking, somebody has a problem with temper, somebody has a moral issue, pray for them, talk with them, give them time. People overcome these things. They do. Marriages have gone through doldrums and come out shining. And today, people have gone through situations of absolute, you know, lack. And today, they are. Sh I mean, the point I'm trying to put is, um, it's never over, because there's a God in heaven. There's a God in heaven. And I also mentioned that um, what is easy for for one can be a mountain for another. And I think that um, uh, 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 very important to 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 
to, to remember. And even when you are trying to correct that person who has a problem we mentioned from uh, uh, Galatians chapter 6, we say that uh, even you, go, you correct that person, correct them with the intention of restoring, not making them look bad. Okay? And making yourself look good. Okay? Um, uh, every rebuke and correction is done with only one objective, to restore a person. To restore a person. To restore a person. Okay? We also say that um, that you are strong in one area does not mean you are strong in all areas. We all we don't all sin alike, but we all alike sin. We also say that um, that you are strong in one area today does not mean you will be strong in that area next year. Every day, remember who gives you the strength and the grace to mount these challenges. It is important that we do not um, forget. You never know what you're capable of until you're there. I don't think Peter thought he could ever get to the place where he's denying Christ. Okay? So you never say, I can never. Okay? You never say, I can never. We also say that um, Micah 7 verse 8, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. If you find yourself in this situation, remind yourself, when I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. And we also said, we commonize our problems. People, people go through stuff, guys. One of the, I don't want to call it benefit, let me call it, uh, one of the privilege of what I do is that you get to listen to a lot of people's stuff. A lot of people's stuff. And one thing it teaches you, because it's not like you have all the answers passing. In fact, I, I always feel every time I have to address issues, I always feel so limited. I always wish I can do more, say better and stuff like that. But one thing that you come out knowing every time is that, hey, look, these clothes we wear, you know, they hide more than nakedness. You know, feature much more than uchi. People are going through stuff. But when you see them, you imagine all is okay. When the person starts telling you, I owe the bank these millions, I owe this, oh, I go, I'm going through this, I have this problem in my body, I'm struggling with this. I, I mean, it's, it's always so shocking and amazing. But it tells you that all of us need to be so conscious, so conscious, so conscious rather, so conscious of our humanity and the changeability of life as we know it. Thank you guys for your time. Always a joy and a blessing to share with you. Uh, back to you, Paul. God bless. Recording has stopped. Thank you, Percy. Thank you. Yeah.